What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Waxing Leos podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Mariah. And I'm Brie. And today, guys, we um, put out like a question to see what you guys wanted to hear us talk about. And one of the things that I saw was talking about employees, having employees versus having commission employees. Um, what's the difference? Talking about booth renting. What may be best for your business? Um, should you hire like your best SD friend? And let's talk about some agreements, rules, and regulations that you should have in place as well when you're ready to expand. Um, now, Bree and I do things a little differently, so I think this will be great because yeah. you can kind of see both sides of the spectrum. Um, and also, remember, again, we are not the fucking end-all be-all. I'm new to this. Right. <laughs> so I. I really am, too. Um, this is what we have learned so far, and we are going to relay the information to you. So let's go. Yeah, let's get started. Um, so let's talk about the difference between commission and booth rent. For those that don't know, commission is where you're quote unquote 1099 employee makes a percentage of their service total. And I'm assuming you guys would give them their tips. That is what we do at Rebel. I think we should also clarify there's two different commissions. Yeah. So you can do a 1099 commission, which is what you are. Right. Which means that they're technically, they're their own boss. Yes. Yes. But they're just 1099 through me. Right. So then there's a 1099 commission and then a W-2 commission and then booth rent, which is strictly 1099. Mm-hmm. Um, and booth rent just means that um, you, again, are your own boss, but, like, that's what they do at the pineapple, right? Yep. They pay you whatever you set their booth rent to Correct. be to yep. rent the so space. Set, yeah, they're renters. Right. That's what I, li I like to say, because, like, when I have people call in and, like, they want to work for me, um, I think they get confused on, like, the booth renting thing, um, mainly because they don't really talk about that much in school. No. They don't really, they pretty much shit. are just like, yeah, you're probably going to be commissioned. Well, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of places, I will say, especially big chains, are um, W-2 commission. Right. Which so, is entirely different than 1099 yes. commission. So I worked at European Wax Center, for those of you that don't know, and I will tell you when I worked there, the way that it worked is we got uh, $9 an hour. Okay. That was our base pay. We got 5% of our service total. So off of a $55 Brazilian, you make like $2. Plus <laughs> <laughs> tip. Plus a tip if they tip you because that's how it kind of works at a change. So I was maybe making on a great day 20 bucks an hour. I would say on a great, right. great day. Right. Um, so that's kind of how like a, a W-2 commission kind of works. Yeah. And I guess like the major, like the main difference I want to talk about with commission is so commission say you don't have a base rate because a lot of salons don't give that. Right. Um, EWC is a huge ass chain. That's why they do because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. A lot of places don't. No benefits, I must say. You right, do not, right. We did not get benefits at our location. Yeah, which is wild because it's a chain. Right, right. Um, but so commission, the differences between like a W-2 and a 1099 in most cases is so a 1099 commission Say you don't have a client and you're not making any money, you're just not making any money. Period. Yeah. Yes. That's, period. That's they what they cancel. Is. You're not making money. Yeah. Sorry. Um, w two commission. What they do is how the department department of workforce is. 
Um, so if you don't have a base rate pay. So you'll take that, the, all the hours that they've worked, and then you'll divide that by how much they've made commission, and they have to at least make minimum wage seven twenty-five. Right. If they don't make the seven dollars and twenty-five cents, you have to pay them. Then that. you have to pay the difference. Yes. Right. So that's a. I mean, if you want to feel more secure, because a lot of people, I think that's their biggest fear, going out of school and working somewhere that's commission or booth rent, maybe. Um, if you're a W two commission. You're going to have at least that something to fall back on. But most sure. of the time, you're going to be, if someone's doing a, like a W-2 commission, they know you'll, you're going to be busy. Yeah. They already have that clientele for you, so they're not worried about it. That's right. why they do that, because they know they'll never have to pay you the difference. Right. So um, I also have worked at some spas as well. And so, for instance, again, I'll use myself as a reference. I worked at a Massage Envy. Mm -hmm. And so at Massage Envy, they paid base rate 12. I could have done, they had two options for me, okay? Oh, okay. I could have done solely commission, but then you're not making money when you're not in service. Got you. Or I could have done base rate. So I did the base rate. So it was like $12 an hour. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get any percentage off my service total. I only Ugh. got a percentage off commission um, if I sold retail. That's how a lot of massage places yeah. are. And so, but then I would still be sitting there and they would want me to do all this extra shit in my downtime, like stand up front and give people hand and arm massages while they were right. waiting for their massage. But I'm only making $12 an hour. So right, just, no. I, I mean, all these things, of course, did make me a great, well-rounded esthetician but just think about that so okay so now that we got the commission differences out of the way let's yes. talk about the difference between commission and booth rent yes so we're just for sake of time and not boring you guys we're going to use 1099 commission as the main example because that's what mo does yes and then i will tell you about booth rent because those are obviously what we know the most about so brie tell us because i want to hear about booth renting for you and also yeah. keep in mind guys she has a salon right but she just if you haven't been following us she just did an expansion yeah. so she's adding more people so give us the rundown right and with my expansion i'm giving the people the option if they want to do 1099 commission or if they want to do booth rent. Okay. So, so I'm giving that you giving that to the people that are already there to yes, you or they already and, chose? <laughs> yeah, and they chose booth okay, rent. Okay, yeah. Because booth rent They're really, established. Well, yeah, and they also know how much business I'm giving them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, nobody's really worried. But I understand why people would choose the 1099 commission over mm -hmm. booth rent, especially if you're newer. Yeah. Um. So... How my booth rent works, I'm not, it's not a secret. I'll tell prices and all that shit. And maybe some people are going to gasp at some of them. But I know how much my girls make. And so it doesn't bother me telling people this. So my estheticians, it's $900 a room. Mm -hmm. They get to do exactly whatever the fuck they want in there. They and can include their sink? Yes. Okay. Yep. It includes everything. So um, they can do whatever the hell they want. They can decorate it however the hell they want. I do not care. Um, with that... With everyone's booth rent, it includes Vigaro that I pay for. And then also retail, I pay for the cost of it, and they get 100% of the profit. That is cuckoo kachoo. Yeah, am I? That's really nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I try to tell people, like, when I tell them how much the booth rent is, I'm like, I know it sounds like a lot. 900 a month sounds like a lot. Yeah. But when you're making 10000 plus, $900 is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Um, and 
so in the long run, I don't know. I understand that people get nervous about it, but in my opinion, because I know how much people make, eh. And then my hair girls is 600 a month, which is pretty standard mm-hmm. for booth rent. Um, and that includes uh, their... Why are your hair girls less? Because they don't have their own room. They and, can't decorate how they want to. Okay. None of that. So, they're in a shared space. Yeah, they're in a shared space. Um, and honestly, they're... Space is smaller, really. You know, they like they only have, they have like, like a little kind of like area, yeah. like designated area. Yeah, and um, how it works too. I also take in consideration of like utilities and stuff. They're gonna use way less than the estheticians because like the estheticians, we have our wax pots on t- like twenty four seven. We have steamers going. We're using those sink way more, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Hair girls really don't use the utilities that much. True. I mean, just for when they're like blow drying or like styling or washing hair. I mean, yeah. it's quick and easy. It's not like they're continuously using it. Right. Um, so I try to take all that con- in consideration too. Plus, like, none of that. So, like, all the items that they're using are essentially mine. Okay. So that too, like, I know I'm never going to have to, like, worry about replacing that. Got so, it. like, the beds and stuff that are in the aesthetics rooms, those are theirs and all that jazz. Um. So... That's one of the reasons. And then also, I I guess it's mainly too, like, the clientele base, like, how much I'm advertising for it mm-hmm. is how I also try to think about it. Because the I'm obviously going to advertise way more because it's just naturally what I'm doing already is aesthetics. Yeah. So the estheticians are going to be way more busy mm-hmm. than my hair and nail girls just by default yeah. because of what I'm known for. And I know that. Um, so that also jacked up the price of the rooms. So 900 for aesthetics, 600 for hair, and then nails is 500 because they're even in a smaller space. Yeah. They and, literally sit in one spot all day. Yeah, and they literally never move. Yeah. Um, but And also my hair girls, so how they, they have their area, obviously. They get their own chair. They get their own mirror, all that stuff. They get that little setup. And then they also have a storage room for all their stuff that they get. The nail girls don't. Their storage is out there with them. Well, they just have a desk. Like, it's like a desk, right? Yeah, and then they have their um, shelvings and all that stuff for them, for their products. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's how I do my pricing. Um, Whether or not people agree with that, that's not uh, a... I mean, it is what it is. You're fucking prerogative. Yep, you know, so... (laughs) So. And then, obviously, if I did the 1099 commission route, I offered... I'm offering that to the people who are coming on. I offered that already. And um, I essentially would, in with math and everything, I would actually make more in a month if I did commission like for example we almost hit one million dollars for last year Mm -hmm. say if I even was 20% commission Mm -hmm. oh my god I would never have to work (laughs) I'd be rich yeah (laughs) but that's not what it's about in my opinion I like working and so it's just way different but and then I also like I have experience because I also own a boutique. And so I have experience with paying like W-2 employees, you know. And a couple of the people that I was going to bring on to the other side, they are w just straight up W-2. Not commission, not anything, just straight up W-2 hourly people. And that's what they're comfortable with. So they were terrified of becoming a booth runner or a 1099 commission person. Okay. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to every single one. The main pro... 
about booth rent, in my opinion. Oh, you don't have to give a fuck yeah, about you... what they, if the client cancels, what they no. got going on. No, The carefree of it. But, like, I'm saying even, like, the pros for, like, you, like, say if you want to become a booth runner somewhere, mm-hmm. there's so many pros to it. Definitely. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hopefully, if you are booth running at a good place, they'll let you do whatever you want with your room. Yeah. I mean, Some I think places that should be don't. a given. Some places are really strict about, like, how you de- decorate and stuff. I also don't like places that partial booth rent. Maybe that's just me. What do you mean? So some places part-time booth rent where you're going to share that room with someone else. Oh, no. I don't like that. No, because then I would feel like I could never leave my things. Yes, I don't like that. That's just me. That That's just not for me. So um, at Rebel, we are commissioned, 1099 employees. So, um, you know... If they are not in service, they are not making money. Right. Now, that being said, I'm not as big as the pineapple. I only, we have, you know, three girls under me and me. So, um, they basically what that means is that I get a percentage of their service total, but I am paying for everything. Right. I pay for every single thing. Yep. So luck the the pro of that is that my girls get to come to work and they don't have to worry if we have enough wax or yep, enough wax yep. sticks or paying light bill or anything. Yep. I advertise for them. I you know, they're my rider dies. We go hard. Um, and I pay, I supply everything. Now, obviously that's a lot on me, but I get, when I'm here making a fucking podcast and Emily and Alexa are at the spot today, I'm making money. Right. hundred percent. So not that Bree's not, but pros and cons. No, yeah. No. Um, and you know, I'm kind of comfortable with that because also I have like really a little bit of type A OCD and that way too. It gives you control. I do have a say <laughs> yeah. in how things are run mm-hmm. and ultimately the final decision. Now that's still the same for the pineapple. I'm sure you're the owner. Yeah. Um, so and that's like, another thing too. How I do my booth rent is still as if they're like an employee of mine. Like okay. everyone knows. Do you have, you guys <clears throat> all have the same like cancellation policy late policy yes. like yes it's a like salon at, like, standard honestly i'm doing it for their benefit sure. so they make more money right so how i'm doing it because like i could easily be commissioned and it would still be ran literally the exact same way right nothing would change and like how you are with like you are you double check make sure everything's in stock you yeah. have everything i do that too my girls buy the wax off me yeah which is nice <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, probably nice for so them it it yeah and it honestly it's because when i first started i would notice that like they would run out and mm-hmm. be like, oh, crap, I forgot. I got to go to Sally's and get Gigi's. And, and be like, yeah. no, I don't want you Yeah, like, and they'd be like, them. oh, I forgot to get this and this. So it's just way easier for me to have that control. Plus mm-hmm. that I'm I'm not necessarily controlling what they use, but I am. You're kind of setting like the standard of yeah. like, hey, this is what I use. So you guys shouldn't be using anything less. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So to kind of determine, I think, what is best for your business is, first of all, think about what we said in terms of, like, control, how your anxiety is set up, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and how many people you ultimately want to have. The pineapple has doubled in expansion, so she's going to have a shit ton of people. <laughs> yeah. So if she was doing all commission, like, that's a lot. That is a is fucking a lot. lot to manage. And I would need to and take you more would, time off. You would probably wouldn't be able to take clients. You yeah, know, like yeah. you would be the man. You would be the owner. You'd yeah. be in that role. Oh, I hired a salon manager. You did. It's my mother. It's my mother-in-law. <laughs> I love that you guys are working. For, but dude, with each she other. has. So she. It was like her first week. 
So that's the other thing. If you want to do like, if you want to get to the size I'm at, you need a fucking salon manager yeah. or something. Because literally I was driving myself nuts. And then after we had Sarah on one of the podcasts, I was like, that's what I need. You're like, I need a salon manager. I, need a, I, need I would like, like one one day too. Yeah. Yes. So Abby, it was like her first week the other week. Fucking phenomenal. Great. Holy shit. She went around. She was cleaning people's stations after their clients left. Like... It was magical. Checking people in. Oh my god! It was you get just to handle magical. like the and late yes, conversations. Yes, and she, she yes, and she like was so good at about talking to people. I mean, it was just great. It was better than I like pictured. That's which awesome. Was phenomenal. So if you can find, I'm not saying it's your mother in law because most people don't have that good of a relationship <laughs> with theirs. But if you could, fi- if you can find someone that can make your life a hell of a lot easier, do it. Yeah, that was one of the best decisions of 2022 I've ever done. And I also think. When we're asking ourselves what is best for our business, look at your funds, okay? Because if you go the commission route, you have to have that money to be able to buy all of the shit the extra person needs. I bought all my girls' wax pots, beds. I'm talking the desk. (laughs) Like, you have the decor. Like a lot of upfront It's a lot of fucking money to put up to get people how they need to go, in my opinion, if you should be doing commission like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, now, and with booth rent, you don't have to worry about that. Right. Because they're going to bring in everything. Yes. yes. So let's kind of talk about hiring because Brie had mentioned to me when she came in today that she even has 10 interviews tomorrow because oh. we're filling the other side of the pineapple. I'm about to come work up there part-time. <laughs> we, you should. That'd be so fun. <laughs> um, I'll like live half the week down <laughs> Literally. there. Okay. So, um, I want to talk about hiring because... It's so important who you yes. bring on, whether it's booth rent or commission. Do you believe in hiring your SD bestie? No. Why not? It's a recipe for disaster, I feel like. So, like, it's like living with your best friend. Honestly, well, and there's going to be that weird because, like, while my girls are booth rent, I'm still the boss. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it's like, who couldn't respect a bitch with a throat tattoo? You know? Yeah. But like, if it's your best friend, they're going to feel like they can do more that they shouldn't do. And mm-hmm. then also other people say you have more than one employee. Other people might feel slighted. True. They might feel like you're letting them get away with more. True. You're letting them do better. Like more things you're giving them more clients i mean you never know there's just it's too much of a wishy-washy area and i think too once you have to because this is something you should be doing you should have policies and procedures Mm -hmm. what on either side you have to and this has been a learning process for me with bringing people in because i brought in my friend first Emily and she's Mm -hmm. great love her but the way that it's tiered is I pay her more and she acts as basically our spa manager when I'm not there she's the second in command right right. so she makes more but she takes on more responsibility um but like for instance I just did reviews for everyone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she was like do I get my review and I was like yeah so (laughs) we you still want to do reviews and 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 there is you are ultimately like still paying them right so they are still like technically an employee it's it's like a weird gray area because obviously all of my girls are my friends yeah of course I love all of them love them you want them to succeed they're like my and honestly and like for example, like Bailey lost her baby. I stepped down from being a boss 
and became a friend at that point and like paid for her booth rent. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like you're going to there's like times where you need to be stern because then literally when she came back, I gave her she started she was late like every day. I mean, you're going through shit. And then finally, I had to step in as a boss, yeah. no longer a friend and be like, listen, I love you. But in order for you to succeed, in order for me to succeed, you need to be on time. Yes. And I think I've made, I've made it that way where they know they're my friend. They can come to me for whatever it is, business or not. Right. However, they're still going to respect me at the business level. Yes. And that's the gray area that is hard. Some people can't do that. Yeah. Even in my friendships, though, I there's like a hierarchy even in my friendships. Right. Where like there's a mutual level of respect type right. deal. And it that's also in my business. And I think a lot of people, when they own a business, even if it's not your friend that's working for you, they, you're either too scared of being too stern or That's you're me. you're too stern. Yeah, I think I'm a little scared. You have to you have to have that like middle ground because whether the people are trying to, some people will just automatically take advantage of you because you're giving that leeway and right. they're not doing it to be spiteful. No, but they're, they just they know just that they it. can. Yeah, they just do it. And so like that that was like one of the things I ran into like one of my girls, like, I let her pay me late a couple times, so then it became a thing. And then I finally had to, like, nip it in the butt and be like, listen, I did it for you a couple times. Or, like, I have another girl that we have a no-kid policy. I let her one time bring her friend in that has kids to get a wax done mm-hmm. once. And now she does it every time. And so finally I had to just lay down the law and be like, listen, you can't bring your you and your five kids in. I'm over it. Yeah. I was like, we have a no kid rule. She's like, well, so-and-so said I could. And I was like, I don't care. That was for a one-time deal. She just misconstrued what I said or maybe I wasn't supposed to be there that day so I was like maybe she thought since I wasn't supposed to be here today she thought you could get away with it right I was like but no more right and then I had to talk with her too and I was like yo like this ain't cool if I'm letting you do it I gotta do it for everyone right and and it there was no like oh my god Bree's such a bitch blah 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 there was none of that because of how I've already set the rules yeah you set the standard you you lead, lead, you know, people are going to follow by example. Yeah. So if you're constantly running late, your employees are going to think you can run late. If you do this, they think they can do this. So yep. make yep. sure that there is that clear ownership because guess what? If shit hits the fan, who has to take responsibility? Yeah. Not them. Maybe a little bit. It? It's yours. If Board of Health comes in and sees that shit's not done right, yeah. who gets in trouble you and then guess what you have multiple people's jobs that will be affected so Mm -hmm. make sure that 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 is there and there's a way to do it absolutely (laughs) you don't have to be a cunt about it okay and i don't say that word lightly i don't like to actually use that word but i have had a cunt owner and um you know she could have done it a different way that's probably why you're so scared probably because i never want anyone to to be that that's why i don't do blackout dates but guess what I decided this year. So if you don't know what a blackout date is, it's times where like, for instance, the week before 4th of July for a waxer is fucking crazy. The week before spring breaks are crazy. So I used to never be able to take that time off. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. However, last year, one of the girls took the week of like up through Mm. 4th of July off and it fucked me. It really did. Yeah. 
um, not only did I lose out on my money, but the business did. Right. And then I was fucked. So, you know, while I want you to enjoy for the July and we will always still have that weekend off, I can't have you take the full week off before. Right. Right. Just like common courtesy and respect. Mm-hmm. I feel um, that. So anyways, okay. I do want to jump into this. We don't want to make this episode super long, but um, I have seen some stuff going around on social media right now about how like non-competes are gross and like they're not the vibe. So what do you think? Do you have a non-compete agreement? And no. What do you think about them? I mean, I understand them. I understand why they're in place. But so I you also, be- I would never do one because I know my environment is good enough where I don't need one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Snap, snap, snap. Yeah. But, I mean, I I understand why big-ass chains do them because what a lot of people will do, they'll get fresh out of school, work for a chain, and then dip just so they can get trained. Right. So I, I, I 100% understand, and I'm not against them. I We have them. You do? So, I'm shocked. Okay. So, yeah, um, just full transparency. When I was starting the business and adding people, I spoke with a lawyer, and he— help me come up with something just basically saying that if someone were to leave and mine is not outrageous. So like when I worked at European, you couldn't wax anywhere within 30 miles of them. Damn. Like you couldn't even do For your own long? thing a year. Oof. Jeez. And so how can one person do that to someone when you go to school for it and say you're not allowed to do any type of hair removal for this long within this range? I think that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But mine basically says that you can't start another rebel waxing company okay. within five to ten miles of where I am. And I think that that's reasonable. Yeah. Um. And it also has in there, like, if you were to leave within a certain amount of time and I trained you, then you might have to pay me for some training. For sure. And I think that that just protects me. Now, do I think that my three girls are going to do that to me? No, but you never know what the fuck could happen. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I I never thought I'd get fired. Yeah, yours is not that outrageous. It's not. It's just more of, like, a respect thing. And I don't even feel like yours is like a true non-compete. Yours <laughs> is just like not. yours is just like a contract. Yes. Actually, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> like but... I don't think anything's fucking really wrong with that. Non-competes, like I think what most people think of a non-compete is, is like you can't work for six months to a year doing what you do here yeah. anywhere in a three-hour range. Which is not realistic. And no, that's, that, but that's, that's how a lot of fair. them are. And then a lot of them, like, I know Woodhouse Day Spa. Do you have a Woodhouse here? Yeah. So Woodhouse Day Spa offers a massage school. Oh, do they? And if you sign a non-compete with them, they'll pay for half. And then if you leave or whatever, you got to yeah, pay. Yeah, you have to pay the rest. So, or And if that's you break kind of it. what I've been thinking about doing with my lash girl. She yeah. wants to get trained in, like, volume lashes. Yeah. And I told her I would maybe be willing to pay for half, but she would have to sign a contract that yeah. if she leaves in a year, she has to pay me that money back. I think back. that's fine. Because... That's your investment. Yeah. I'm fucking investing into you. Yep. I don't think there's anything wrong I'm not with that. learning anything that's from it. That's why a lot of hair places have non-competes because they spend a lot of money on training girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's fine. I don't necessarily think they're bad. I think there is toxic ways to like do them. Like my European one was intense and actually the owner came for two of the girls that I worked with that left, like tried to sue them. I believe it for going out on their own and at that point like just fucking get over it like you're a mm-hmm. huge chain get right. over why do you it. care but anywho 
Okay, so lastly, I would love to hear about if the pineapple, and I'll tell you mine too, but do you do you have like a written rules or regulations or like dress code or like no, anything out? Nothing. So you don't have any rules written out? <laughs> no. So like, for instance, it's the kid all- policy, how would someone know that then? Oh, because that's like our policy. Okay. Like online. So they do have to follow like your salon yeah. rules. Yeah. Like what my policy that I set in stone online is. But like what about your girl being late? Like do you have like a certain standard? You don't have that written out. You just no, it's the expectation. I, it's, it's all like verbally agreed to. Like I send texts of like my expectations to girl. Like mm-hmm. I have a group chat. I send my te- I send the text of expectations of like, hey. I really would like you guys to be 10 to 15 minutes here before your first client. Personally, I would like you to be 30. And obviously, you're going to have some girls that take it to the extreme. They're an hour early. Or you have some girls that are five minutes right before. My biggest thing is it's out of respect. So I think because I respect my girls, they respect me in return. And there has been times where I've threatened (laughs) to write out policies and contracts and then they come off of it and they fucking get their shit together. But it's never uh, like to an extent where I'm like, I'm going to have to fucking get rid of your ass if you can't figure this out. It's just like, do you think because I nip things in the butt immediately. Okay. Do you think with bringing on all of these people that you're going to have more written regulations? Probably I'll end up doing contracts. I think that I am going to create one. Um, like, I've been doing reviews and stuff, but I think I, because I'm so nice, I think for if you're really nice, maybe mm-hmm. it's easier to go that route where you have it written, your expectations, yeah. and if they don't follow them, then you have it written, and it's not so much like, well, this is what we talked about mm-hmm. in XYZ. For me, I think that would be, that's something that I'm leaning towards. I also think people know how good they have it at my salon. Yeah. So they, they're they like, oh, if this was what Brie wants, then we'll do that. That's But if you get a new girl, all I'm saying is some of That's these why, new girls that have never worked in a salon yes. don't know how good they have it. And I, not that Lindsay is terrible, but I'll be like, Lindsay, you have no idea how good you have it. I fucking handed you a full clientele. Yeah, like, dude. I'm so chill. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. No, I know. Bailey, she's never worked anywhere else. She's mm-hmm. only worked at... Bailey, you don't know how good you have Um, it. Let me me think who else. Uh, Emma's never worked anywhere else. She's only worked at TNP. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I mean, mean, I think sometimes I have to bring them back down to earth. Yes. (laughs) But they're also young. Yeah. Bailey's 21. Yeah. Emma is 23. Okay. So, like, they're babies. Got you. So, I mean, I also take that into consideration, too, because when I was 21 and 23 and 22. I was dumb as fuck. I wasn't. When I was twenty one. I wasn't dumb as hell, I was. but I was definitely more ungrateful. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was always a hard worker. I was more entitled, I guess. I I just was like, I know I'm good, and that's what I deserve. <laughs> but like, that's not the truth. True. All right, guys. Well, I hope that um, if you are thinking about expanding or in the process of expanding, that this episode was helpful to you. Um, That is going to be a wrap on today. Talking about employees and we will catch the vibe next time. Peace. Peace.